Cowboys Hour at Sidecar Social in the Star District in Frisco. And, of course, it's Nicole Hutchinson yes. sitting over here. So a big hand for Nicole Hutchinson, just her second week uh, with the uh, Cowboys w website and doing this program. Nice to see you again. Excited to be here. Excited to be here. And over there, our special guest this evening, Cowboys defensive back Jordan Lewis. How excited Woo! we are. There you go. There's a little love for you. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Appreciate you guys. Having yeah, you bet. Thank you very much. Delighted to have you all with us on uh, Victory Tuesday. Um, we'll, 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 we can pretend it's Monday, especially since it's a bye week. We can pretend it's Monday for a minute because the Victory Monday signs are here, and uh, <laughs> we will honor that. Uh, we're delighted to have you with us wherever you're listening around the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network and wherever and whenever you are streaming on DallasCowboys.com. That's the little black box, so just wave to them. And, say, <laughs> um, and, uh, and we're very happy that the uh, Cowboys are celebrating victory Tuesday because they won last night, beat the Chargers. Are we, are we in church or what's going on? <laughs> wow. Wow. We, we sit in the studio and do that now. Right. Come on. Uh, and we're delighted that, that I think, as uh, Joe Trahan of the communications department and I were discussing, I think we're done with the 4 a.m. arrivals. You from, think so? I think so. All right. There are no more scheduled. Mm. <laughs> you, you sound skeptical. Yeah, I'm still scared. <laughs> of what? We're having to do that. Well. He's not a fan of that. No. Not a fan. <laughs> no, me either. Um, but the right now, the we don't have any more night road games scheduled. Okay. All right. Okay? okay. Scheduled. Be beware the flex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Jordan Lewis brings um, – not only a, a starter and star perspective, but a veteran perspective. Uh, you know, it feels to me like you've been playing 10 years. Yeah. But it, but you haven't. I haven't. Is it six? Uh, seven. seven. Seven? Okay. Yeah, so seven. we'll split the yeah. difference. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, that would, leads me to the question of how big a deal was winning that game last night? Uh, going into a bye meant a lot. You know, uh, coming off of a, a loss, how we did, um, it, it meant that you know we had some momentum going into the, the the bye week, and everybody's feeling good, and you know we can enjoy this week off and uh, rejuvenate and, 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 and look forward to the Rams. Now, if the game hadn't gone the way you wanted it to, everybody would have said it's just one game. We're three and three, and we will regroup during the bye, and we'll come out strong and ready to go. Would everybody have been lying then? Three and three is nasty. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go 500, you know, going into the bye. So uh, we 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 didn't even take, we didn't even put that in existence. You know, we we knew that we were going out there and uh, get a victory, and we just talked about it and, and manifested it. Coach Mike McCarthy said today in the press conference that after that 49ers lost, the message in chapel was, uh, "Let's stop looking into the past." Was that kind of, I guess, did that help? Heading into that Monday yeah, night. Yeah, like we said, we, we, we put the uh, 49ers loss uh, behind us, and we just focused on, you know, the Chargers, and um, we just tried to get get the job done in uh, any means necessary. So I uh, feel like we did that. We did. So, uh, yeah. Has there been a time in your professional career when you have seen 
um, a loss linger too long? Uh, I've seen a loss, you know, carry over bad momentum. And then it, it carried to, you know, the next week and then that week carried to the next. So, um, yeah, well, yeah, we I've seen some, some games where, you know, we – we thought we had them, and then uh, it kind of changed our, our trajectory. And then when did you know during the past week of practice that that was not going to happen? Doesn't guarantee you're going to win the game, but yeah. at least your mind is right. When did you know yeah. during the week of practice that that was the case? Uh, we, we talked about it as soon as we watched the 49ers film. Um, Which was on Wednesday. Yeah. Yep. So we watched it, and um, we said that, you know, we're not going to let this happen again. We're not going to let anything like the, the Arizona game and, you know, the 49ers game happen again. So uh, we just went out there and um, we executed. How was the locker room atmosphere today? I know you guys just had workouts mm -hmm. and strength and conditioning, but w was the atmosphere just a lot lighter? Yeah, it was. It's a, it was a, a relief, you yeah. know, uh, to feel that, you know, we, we have a win going into the bye because, you know, having a loss in that and, and have, you know, having time off is, is, is kind of terrible. So, um yeah. You want to go in with the bye with a, a good taste in your mouth, and, and we did that, and everybody in the, in the locker room were, was excited. So. Does it put any more urgency on – I think Coach McCarthy's got a good record in his coaching career of winning after the bye. Does it put more urgency on the next game after the bye so that – to make sure the momentum continues to be positive? Uh, it just – no, not really. I just feel like we don't have to, you know, reinvent the wheel. We don't have to, you know, think too hard about, you know, um, how we're going to get a win. We just have to play to our standards, you know, and we got back to that. We don't have to do anything extra. And, and guys know that we don't have to play out of, out of our body and play hero ball. We just have to play to our standards. DeMarcus Lawrence said something interesting. Um, I think it was last week during practice, I think. Uh, could have been before the 49ers game. Um, but, but it was just an aside. It was just a casual conversation. And, uh, a, and what he said was we, meaning the defense, we have had our adversity when we lost Trey. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about Trayvon Diggs, of course. So I, I would love, and I think fans would love to hear you talk as a key member of the secondary mm -hmm. about how did things change and I presume they're still in something of a state of flux yeah. how, how did things change when you had to adjust to uh, temporary life after digs uh I mean it was so unexpected I mean because he's never missed a game I don't think um, so we didn't we didn't foresee that coming um, in the middle of the week actually on, actually on a, on a Thursday so like that was our last one of our last hard practices of the week so it was it was a big blow and we we just knew that you know we lost the, one of the biggest playmakers in the NFL. So, um, I mean, just the, the swag he brings on the on the football field, not just, you know, being able to lock down one side of the field, just, you know, the aura that he brings, you know, the energy energy that he brings just with his play. Um, I mean, we, we definitely miss him. We definitely miss him. And, uh, I mean, we, in some stretches you can see that, you know. So, like, we, we definitely got to, you know, I guess just uh, – cultivate that energy that he brings to the to the um final way to generate that energy you know and, come, come and do you guys in the in the db room do you have to play differently uh not really we don't we i mean we all we all are playmakers but i mean he he's one of the premier you know playmakers so uh that that you can't you can't say too much for a guy that 
that uh, can can play at that level at every single time. You, you know, he he goes out on the field. So I mean, that's just an extra boost, I would say, to the, the to, to the talent that we already had in the, the locker room. With that uh, and having. Deron Bland, such a young guy, having mm -hmm. a step up in a big shoe to fill mm -hmm. uh, for you and the other veteran guys. What was the message to him in order to get him kind of going? It wasn't really a message. Just do yeah. what you do. Uh, I mean, I've seen it before, you know, in training camp before he even played his first game that he was special, that he could play. Um, and, and we knew that he was, you know, he had the composure to go out there and, and, and play down in and down out. And uh, just, just told him, just be you, honestly. Yeah. So that's really what, what the message was. And, and you can see he's doing an amazing job. That's such an interesting thing to me. He was, you all say you could, you know, players know players. Mm -hmm. You saw it when he came in. Yeah. As a fifth round pick from yeah. Fresno. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. We he lined up against some of the best, and we was like, oh man, he can he can really go. He can really go. You know, I this is something that people forget, or maybe didn't know. But I was I was just refreshing my memory about Jordan Lewis today. Two-time All-American, <laughs> two-time All-American at the University of Michigan. And one of the top corners in the draft, and, and you went in the third round, and I don't know if anybody paid any attention to the fact that you were a two-time All-American when you came in here. And now, was, and Cheeto was the second round that yeah. year. Mm -hmm. So all people know when you come in is well, there's a second round pick and there's a third round pick, exactly. right? Exactly. And so what did you have to, what what, what kind of uh, preconceived notions did you have to overcome? Uh, that I was small, you know, that I was a little uh, cornerback that, you know, uh, that the, the league was moving away from that. And, um, you know, I was a third round corner. So it was just like, uh, what, what can he really bring us, you know, so uh, – just going out there, like I said, like I, like I told Duran, uh, just be yourself. Go out there and play play football and, and be the playmaker that you know you can be. So That's something that you kind of dealt with as a little kid, though, in seventh grade. I know I remember seeing where in Detroit your mom sent you to the west side to play football and yeah. the southern east side. You were kind of smaller just yeah. to face some yeah. <laughs> better competition. I actually, <laughs> I actually wanted to get held back. Really? Yeah, I, I kind of cried when my mom told me I couldn't get held back. You wanted school. to reclassify? Absolutely, yeah. I wow. wanted to be bigger than other kids. Wow, yeah. okay. I mean, but how did you persevere from, you know, being such a small guy um, and kind of facing that all the time? Uh, I, just, I just knew I wanted to play football. That was it. Yeah, that was just my desire to go out there and compete. Um, that's, that's, that's all I could do. I mean, I can't, can't be taller, can't be, you know anything else but what I am, um, just going out there and finding ways to be effective, honestly. So um, worked on my craft and, and didn't let anybody tell me no. So w w let's, let's uh, kind of recalibrate. Well, first of all, what are you going to do with the bye week? Um, actually, because we, you're um, off now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're I'm off till next week. Yeah, yes, sir. So I'm, I'm going to stay here. We're going to stay here. Um, I actually just moved into my new home. Uh, Congratulations. Appreciate it. So we're we trying to get everything furnished. Uh, so. It's a, it's a lot. Have you exactly already started shopping for furniture? Yeah, online. Online. Yeah. <laughs> okay. For sure. Well, you, people will deliver that and set it up for you, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's an app for that too. Yeah. Yeah. You're darn right. <laughs> there is. You're darn tooting. There is. Um, and, and so, w when you come back Monday, is that the next time you come back in on Monday? I think Sunday. Sunday we come in and do something. I believe. So. 
does it feel like you have just completely cleaned out the cobwebs? Then how how would you describe the importance of that bye week for an NFL player? Um, it's amazing, honestly. Just you know, just getting your body back um, physically, getting ready to play the next week, and being able to to mentally prepare for the, the next opponent and have a few days on them, you know, to see film and and see what they do best and and, and get a jump on them. So I mean, it it, it means a lot in this NFL in the NFL season where you know. Anything can happen, and you know this is an ultra talented league where it's like whatever advantage you can get, you you should you should take it. Do you know who you play next? The Rams. Okay. Los Angeles. Okay, <laughs> but I, I no, I yeah. ask because first of all, you're a football fan, right? Yeah. You like yes, to watch sir. football. Yeah. Not every NFL player is a football fan. No, not at all. And there are some guys who will know, but not necessarily going into a bye. Mm-hmm. They'll know who the next game is. Mm-hmm. And that, then, then they haven't looked at it. No, you know I look. Schedule yeah. past that. Yeah, uh, past that, I don't go that far past. I don't know. So one game at a time. One game at a time. Yeah. So you're gonna be watching Cooper Cup film during your bye? I've already, already started. You have already oh, wow. started, and there's why Jordan <laughs> Lewis is Jordan Lewis. We are delighted to have the Cowboys cornerback with us uh, this evening on uh, the uh, on the Cowboys Hour. We're at Sidecar Social in Frisco in the Star District. And Albertson and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. We'll be right back.
Hour, supported by Albertson. And welcome back. Welcome back to the Cowboys Hour at Sidecar Social in Frisco. It's Victory Tuesday. Brad Sham, Nicole Hutchinson, our special guest, Jordan Lewis, the Cowboys defensive back and proud Michigan man. <laughs> Michigan State this week, is that still a big deal since they're not they, – they're I don't know how big it is right now. I think Michigan State like one in four, five or something like that. I'll check. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Two I'll and four. Two and four. Two and four. Same thing. Your team is seven and zero. Oh. Yeah. Yep. What was your favorite memory from that that rivalry back then when you were there? Uh, we won in East Lansing in 2007, my senior year. So we beat them. We beat them pretty good. Once. Too. Just yeah, once. Yeah. Once. Yeah. And and how about how about against the red team? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> the red team. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> really? Nope. E every year? They cheated me. <laughs> they cheated us <laughs> my senior year. How so? JT was short. And that's, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Wow. <laughs> You're still bitter. <laughs> He's a competitor. I, mean, I want to win the Big Ten, right? I understand. Did you did you and Mike have bet anything on the Penn State game last year? No, nah, he's scared of that. Uh, <laughs> he might he might this year because Penn State is good now. And what what kind of things would you guys bet? Can't talk about it on air. <laughs> okay, just, just, hey, it's my job's to ask. It you is. Know, you don't have to answer. That's fine. Um, and so are you? Are you? Have you plotted out when and where the national championship game is? And uh, I haven't. I think. I know it. It's not a Rose Bowl anymore, is it? The championship, it won't be right. Uh, it, the Rose Bowl will not have no the national championship game. I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, because I I always want to go to the Rose Bowl. What are they gonna do when the, there's only like two teams left in the Pac-12 next year? How are they gonna have a Rose Bowl? Right. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. What's what are the, what are those teams gonna do on the West where they when they go to Indiana in November? That didn't make any sense. They're going to sit on a plane for a long time is what they're going to do. <laughs> and freeze. Yeah. Nah, not smart. Yeah. And nonetheless, it's done. So I'm, I'm, I'm go, I'll look this up. Let's see. The Bulls. Uh, well, they don't, there's the L.A. ball. I'll, it'll take me a minute. Uh, it'll take me a minute. <laughs> so let's talk about my is favorite play of the Cowboys season so far. And we're only six games in. Everybody might have their own favorite. Maybe it was Tony Pollard's 60-yard snatch and grab last night. That was pretty good. CD's had a couple of good plays. Dax had a couple of good Obviously, Micah's had. But my favorite play of the first six games is Jordan Lewis stealing the ball from Christian McCaffrey uh, on the goal line going in in San Francisco. And um, and I was just so tickled when you explained to me the uh, <laughs> the, the uh, biology of that play because it was it, it wasn't like you were attacking him you were waiting for him yeah you were planted I see you coming bring it right here yeah so just w walk us through that play <laughs> yeah so I mean it parted like the Red Sea and uh, it was just me and him and he knew that. And uh, he he wanted to punish me, so uh, he didn't try to change direction. No, nah, he wanted to run through me. 
Yeah, so uh, I'm still on my ground. Just don't let him score. And, uh, you know, if anything, you know, just don't let him score. That's, that's That was my whole thing. And I was just like, oh, well, the ball right here. So why not try to pull at it? But he wasn't hanging it like uh, carelessly, was he? He had it tucked in. Oh, he had it tucked. It was it was it was for full contact. He was trying to he was trying to run into me. What makes it so hard to to contain a guy like Christian McCaffrey? He can do everything. Yeah. Um, from the backfield, he can catch. He can he can uh, make explosive runs inside, outside. So, I mean, it's his his game. It has no limits, honestly. Uh, from you know, he can play from the slot, anything. So. That, that's my favorite play of the year. I so appreciate far. you so much. I man. mean, you know, <laughs> drop down. I see you. Come yeah. on, right here. My I teammates laugh at me. That, why? I got ran over. <laughs> you got ran over. Cut, what, I, where was contacted? The, the three? Yeah, yeah. And I got the, but I got the ball. That was yeah. You you might have got knocked down. I wouldn't say you got ran. Oh no, I was on my back. It was, it was I got ran over. If you'd got run over, <laughs> he'd have plowed right through you. He'd have knocked you down. He'd have kept the ball, and he'd have scored. Brad, he went forward. I went backwards. I understand. But you were <laughs> – he had all the momentum. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. I feel it. I appreciate it. <laughs> I am trying to help but you But it's out. on the Internet, Brad. It's yeah, I know it's on the Internet. I know. That's still my favorite play so far. Here, come on, big boy. Bring yeah. it right in here. <laughs> I got it, and I got the ball, and then we'll, we'll talk about it later. Um, I would like to talk about your uh, evolution from that All-American cornerback who was drafted into kind of a specialist, yeah. right? You're, a, you, you're viewed as a slot corner right mm -hmm. now. Now, you could go out and play outside because yeah. you've done it all your life, but you're viewed as a little bit of a specialist. Mm -hmm. do, do you like that? Do you like the way the game has evolved? And, uh, and I mean... I don't mind it because I know I can play other places, you know. I don't mind it because I know this is what the team needs of me right now, and um, I, I enjoy, you know, doing what I do for the team. Yeah. I think the beauty of this defense is that you guys have a lot of versatile guys, right? Yeah. So, so what makes um, that so unique, and what makes that so special to have so, so many guys that can play different I mean, positions? first off, it started off with, with DQ yeah. and uh, Joe Witt. So, I mean, they put a, a plan together to make it positionless football. So, to where it's like you can get the best talent on the field at all times. So, it doesn't matter who's that linebacker, who's yeah. that end, who's that safety corner slot. Like, it all – we all understand the defense as well as, you know, the next position. So, I mean, it starts right there. And then, you know, they get the pieces to, to do it. We got Gilly. We got DB. We got JK. We got, we got Micah, Malik. Like, it's loaded. Donovan, so it, we got we got the pieces to do a lot of different things, and, and guys can, can go out there and, and execute it. So I mean, it, it starts with you know the system that we have in place, and then you know having the guys to go out there and just go out there and do it. So is that something that you embody when you were younger, growing up playing football, or when you yeah. got here with the Dallas Cowboys? Um, so I kind of learned how to play different positions from here, but I knew how to play like defense as a whole my yeah. entire life because I. I played linebacker, like I said, I want to reclassify yeah. and be bigger than everybody. <laughs> uh, I, I could play linebacker. Um, I could play safety. Yeah. Um, I had some range, and um, like now, it, it, it all you know, it's a combination of everything. Where, where we have a system that you know it's easy for us to go out there and play everything, and and um, we understand why we playing yeah. you know different positions. So. Yeah, well, you might could have played linebacker in high school. Yeah. 
But you, you don't need to be going out and doing what Marquise Bell did last we night. We just dude. talked about it, Brad. I got ran over. I <laughs> <laughs> There's no more linebacker in my in my in my, my, my Yeah, but that's different. Future. I mean, uh, that's does it surprise you that a guy? I mean, he was Dan. Also, Dan Quinn talked today about. I hadn't heard him say this before. That when Marquise came in, rookie free agent. And his, Dan's first thought was to move him from safety to linebacker because mm -hmm. he played safety in college. Yeah. And then he said, no, you know what? I, I see how he moves at safety. Let me leave him there. Yeah. And now he's a full-time linebacker for yeah. the rest of this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does that surprise you that a guy can do that? It doesn't. I mean, like I said, we, we were coached to play different positions. We coached to, to, to go out there and understand different positions, understand what the linebackers do, understand what the secondary does. So, I mean, we know why we do things, and, you know, like we, we're taught, you know, we have skill development to where it's like guys understand how to play safety, guys understand how to, you know, fit the run as, as a linebacker. So, I mean, we, we just have amazing coaches and amazing players. So, uh, I just, you know, it's a – it's like the, the perfect storm. Well, and you're one of the smartest players in the locker room, but you you might know where to line up as a linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that doesn't mean that's a good idea. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can get the job done <laughs> if it maybe a If your few name's downs. called. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, when my name's called, <laughs> like on those special moments. But like you said, when the ball is hyped every down, <laughs> yeah. I don't know about linebacker. Let's let's remember what our physical dimensions are. <laughs> Absolutely. And exactly what our skill set points to. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, we're uh, at Sidecar Social on the Cowboys Hour. Jordan Lewis is our special guest this evening. We'll be right back. Clear.
to the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertson. And supported by... Lou Casey, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys Cheerleaders. I'm Brad Sham with Nicole Hutchinson, our special guest, Jordan Lewis, the Cowboys defensive back. We are at Sidecar Social in Frisco. It's Victory Tuesday. <laughs> there we go. That's what I like. Finally. Go ahead. Jordan, you've been with the Cowboys for seven years. Uh, you've obviously... Um, understood what the core values of what it means to be a Dallas Cowboy. In your words, what does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboy? Mm, man. <laughs> Resilient. Mm. Resilient, honestly. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a lot that comes with this. And um, you definitely have to have tough skin and um, have your work boots on every day to yeah. come out here and, you know, be a Cowboy and, 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 and last as long as, you know, I have, which is a blessing. Yeah. What's your experience been like? Um... It's been an experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I'm I'm grateful for it. Honestly, yeah. I mean, it made me a better person, a better player, and um, I definitely appreciate you know the the, the city of Dallas and the Cowboys organization. Have, have you? Uh, I know that you and Cheeto Awuzie were really close when he was here. Are you still really yeah, tight? Heck yeah. Do yeah. you? Uh, have you talked to him about how it's different? Being a Cincinnati Bengal, he just offered up. He don't even. I don't even have to ask him. <laughs> He's like, bro. <laughs> what did he say? It just, you know, it's he. He focused on football. You know, it, it's definitely a lot that comes with being a cowboy. Not just you know going out there and performing. Um, and you gotta you gotta worry about the media. You gotta worry about you know the the diehard fans, which we appreciate. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it, he says it's just it's really all about football there because that's all that they you know it's just not trying to diminish anybody's organization <laughs> but it's, it's like it's just different yeah. i mean but they they have diehard bengal fans D yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah with the standard being so high here is is there ever any pressure for you personally going out on the field and knowing that listen i've got to you know be held to a certain standard i mean for any like live performer, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's always gonna be pressure. But I mean, but you gotta remember, like I've been doing this, you know, my entire life, and yeah. you just, you know, just worry about, you know, the things that you can control and 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 play your techniques and, and you know, just trusting your abilities. When did it? Michigan's not like the University of Michigan is not, you know, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's pretty pretty high profile, mm -hmm. uh, but it's not the Dallas Cowboys, which no. is a little different than almost everything else. When did it occur to you guys, and I'm presuming that there was some time in your rookie year that, uh, oh, oh, this is more than we really understood we were getting into? Yeah, man. Um, once I so I I started playing my my rookie year, my second game, and it was just I was out there playing ball. And like, it by was the way, was that the game in Denver? Yes. That was such a mess. Yes. That was a bad game. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. That like, was a really bad game. Three corners went down. I wasn't even supposed to suit up that game. Mm. So, yeah, um, I, I started playing that game. Uh, I got my first interception that game. I um, remember. And yeah. who was the safety that came in with you guys who went to Minnesota? Xavier. Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods, who was like a sixth-round pick or mm -hmm. something, and he winds up playing in the slot that day. Yeah, yeah. Heck, yeah. It's crazy. It's okay, crazy. so there you are in that horrible game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and um, I just, you know, um, I was just out there playing, honestly, just playing cornerback, you know, just out there winging it. And then I go, I think we go to Arizona, was it, or something? I forget. It was a long time ago. Um, 
and I, I play well, and I start, you know, getting confidence and stuff like that, and then they start demanding more of me. You know, they start demanding me, you know, to, 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 to understand, you know, the actual reason why we're doing stuff, the reason why you out, you know, what leverages and stuff like that you, you had. And, um, and it was a lot for me. It was a lot when I was just like, oh, and, and the rookie wall is hitting me, and, you know, I'm getting tired, uh, mentally fatigued, and it's just like, dang, man, this is, this is a lot. This is a lot more than just going out there and playing football because it's like it's, it's the mental part of it that I really didn't understand when I came in. Who got you through that? Uh, I mean, Cheeto was right there alongside of me. Honestly. But you're, you were both rookies experiencing the same thing. Yeah, heck yeah. But, I mean, it was, like we said, we just we, – we, we had each other this whole time. So it was just, you know, we we always, you know, confided in each other and understood that, you know, this is this is what we always enjoy to do. So we got to find a way. So one of the things that um, we were talking about it before we went on, on the air here this evening, but it's so interesting to me is that you've had in seven years, what did we figure out, four different defensive coordinators? Yeah, well, like four different defensive systems because, you know, I mean. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. So yeah. I think my first thing that I want to hear you talk about is it's clear that there's something about what Dan Quinn does. Mm -hmm. Some of it's Dan, some of it's Joe Witt, some mm -hmm. of it's Al Harris. I understand yeah, all absolutely. that, the individual coaches. But there's something about this system that has allowed you to really thrive and blossom. Yeah. What is it? Uh, they, they let you be who you are. And they, they have an amazing system where it's like they have a call for everybody that can, you know, that can suit their, you know, their specific, you know, skill set. So they they know what I'm good at, and they put me in positions to go do what I'm good at. So when they do that for 11 guys at the same time, which is crazy, so I don't even know how, you know, because it, they, they masterminds that what they do, honestly, because they put us in positions to do what we do best every day. And, um, I mean, I appreciate them. I mean, I feel like they revitalized my career, honestly, um, for, with the Cowboys. And, and as you can see, they flipped, the, you know, the way that the perception of, you know, a Dallas defense. Yeah, let's, let's hold on to that for just a second. Because 2020 was not good. Obviously, it's COVID. The whole world's standing on its head. <laughs> but, but defensively, that, that, that wasn't good. No. Which is why the whole defensive staff got flushed out and Dan mm -hmm. Quinn brought everybody else in. Mm -hmm. But what were you thinking at the end of that year? Because none of you was being viewed yeah. the way some of you are being viewed now in a positive light. Exactly. Uh, I mean, because actually they, they – so what, what they kind of did was they brought – they still had some familiar faces. So Cannon, my nickelback coach, right. uh, he was still there. Coach Al was still there. And so they brought some, some guys that still, you know, could help us you know, develop, especially in the back end, um, they helped us um, to, to, to that transition, honestly, to, to 2021. And um, we were we was, we was were definitely like, you know, we, we got to do something. I mean, the only way is up. So Coach Quinn was like, everybody, we, we brought this room together for a, a certain reason to, you know, to earn a respect back of the league because everybody had to prove something. You know, even DQ had to prove something. So um, we, we all said, like, we all bought in that day. That, that that first day of OTAs and said like we we're fully behind you and we fully believe in, in, in what you do and um let's go shock the world. 
What's been the best part about playing under a guy like Dan Quinn, who's such a mastermind when it comes mm-hmm. to defensive systems? Yeah, I mean, he, he believes in his guys, honestly. Um, he believes in, in every single guy that he puts out there. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he puts us in the best situation. And it's not just, you know, oh, I'm going to do it my way. It's about, like, how can we win, you know, as a, as a team? Not just, you know, the coach's way and, you know, how can we look best as a coaching staff. It was just, no, let's put the guys in the best position so we all can win. So, I mean, we all appreciate him for that. And um, he listens to us. And um, that I feel like that's, that's really what we were missing um, mm-hmm. when we were younger. So. Having a coach like that that believes so much in you and has so much faith in you, mm-hmm. uh, just what does that do for you? Uh, it frees you up, man, because, you know, it, it's so much pressure, you know, on the outside world, too, to, to go out there and perform, uh, be a cowboy. But it just goes out. It just says, you know, just just be yourself and, you know, put your talent on, on, on display, you know, every time you go out there. So, I mean, I appreciate it, man. So, because, like I said, he, he, he's been a big help in my career, and um, we, we love him. Like, all of us love him. Is there something non-football that happened at any point after you got here? that made you realize that this is not Michigan and this is not Indianapolis, this is not? <laughs> Indianapolis. Uh. I, I, I don't mean, I'm not picking on Indianapolis, uh, but, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's not. I'm sorry. Uh, it was like those those Saturday mornings uh, when we had to go to the hotel and then they had all of those people for the um, those cowboy experiences, and there would be thousands of people, like, just at the – at the um, hotel, just waiting on us. Like it was, it Thousands? was. Well, I mean, I don't know. It was a lot of a people. Lot. I was trying to, yeah, <laughs> but it, it'd be a lot of people at the start. So it was just, and that was day in, day out. Like, and every day that they could have access, they had it, and it was just like, good lord, this is this is different. You know, like you got to be on point every single day. So like that was, that's when I knew like this isn't just some regular organization. Like this is something that is something to be to behold. So. When you're on the field for warm-ups before mm-hmm. a game, do you notice what's going on on the sideline? It's a couple celebrities. Bill yeah, Parcells, <laughs> I love covering Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells had a saying that he wanted the sideline to be as thin as hospital soup. <laughs> <laughs> and when he was here, it was. Mm-hmm. And then he wasn't here, and it's not anymore. Yeah. You yeah. mean you... You need a machete to hack your way through all of the all of the weeds on the sideline there sometimes. Man, I mean, that's just what, what comes with it. And I appreciate it, man, because that, that adds value to our brand, too. Um, that, that gives us recognition, especially when we're, we, we're playing like this. And um, I, I appreciate it. You know, it's just a, a, a bigger stage. And, you know, for us to, to go out there and perform and, and show our abilities and, you know, to see how mentally strong we are to, you know, just to go out there and, and, and perform with, with everything that's going on. So. I mean, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. It's just how, how you see it. And, I, you know, I feel like it's definitely a blessing to be a Dallas Cowboy. Who's been your favorite celebrity that you have kind of run into on the sidelines? And who's kind of been one that you've been like, man, I got to go over there and say, hey, say something? Uh, I saw Tom Brady with his helmet off. And I was like, wow, that's Tom Brady, <laughs> man. You crazy. played against him, though. <laughs> he didn't have his helmet off, though. Like, you saw, so you saw Tom Brady's hair and everything. I'm like, damn, that's Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, you, he, I'm, I'm, I'm a Michigan guy, man. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear guy. you. <laughs> I hear you. Um, you're, you're a fan of a lot of different sports, right? Yes. So I was thinking this. The question I wanted to ask you is, can you go to a mall now and walk down the 
and not be recognized? Uh, I mean, yeah, for the most part, it's, I mean, everybody's a Cowboys fan, so they, you know, they know, like, oh, hey, that's Jordan Lewis. It's nothing crazy. It's not like, you know, they just. Well, it's not like if Dak, you know, Dak probably can't go to the grocery no, store. He can't, so. No, he can't. No, you got to. You got to Uber Eats everything. I was, <laughs> I was actually thinking about this watching the Rangers the other night, mm -hmm. thinking about they're still somewhat anonymous, some of those players, mm -hmm. and they're great players. I don't know how many players. I, I think Josh Young could go to a lot of places <laughs> and, not, and, and just walk through. Nobody would yeah. know him out of uniform. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, it's a blessing, man. Like, it's a blessing to, to be able to, you know, inspire people and, you know, and give them hope and, and – and, and, and make their day better just by your presence. So. Did I just diss Josh Young? <laughs> you did. I did not mean <laughs> to. I really didn't mean to. They won <laughs> yesterday, too. So. I, I, I did not mean to do that because I have nothing but love and respect for Josh Young. And go Rangers. How about them? Uh, okay, we're going to take our final break. Some of you who are here with us at Sidecar Social who have questions for Jordan, hold your hand up. We'll have the microphone when we come back. And uh, that comes right up after this.
supported by Albertson. It's big, it's good, and it's only for Cowboys fans. The Cowboys special from the Cowboys and Papa John's. A large one-topping pizza for only $9.99. Order today, better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's, the official pizza of the Dallas Cowboys. We almost had a moment going <laughs> during the break there because I was, I asked Jordan, did I just dish Josh Young? And he said, you did a little bit. And and Nicole, who is wearing <laughs> Astros orange. I did. I'm from Houston. I'm from Houston. Right. And so <laughs> we, and we understand that. So you're an Astros fan then, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Just just want to point that out. Hey. It's just want to point. <laughs> it's part of the rivalry. Come on, Brad. It's part uh, Nicole, it's part <laughs> of the rivalry. It's not my fault. I'm just sitting here. Um was Ohio State your favorite rivalry in college, Jordan Lewis? Um, it was. It was. It definitely was. Um, we got to play some guys that um, that um, we I saw in high school that we went to camps together and stuff like that. That you know, I had some stuff against. So, <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. Which you get if if you're not watching on DallasCowboys.com, you can't see the big grin on his <laughs> face when he said that. Yeah, it, it was fun though. It was definitely fun. I mean, I had a lot of teammates that I played with for the Cowboys that I played against in the Ohio State rivalry. So uh, that would that would include the running back who's now in New England, wouldn't it? Uh, yep, it include him. Did you did you tackle him in college? Never touched him. Oh. Did you try? I mean, we all did. <laughs> 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 all right, very good. How about in the NFL? Are there teams? Where you feel the rivalry a little more strongly? Uh, I see where it's going. Uh. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not going. I'm, hey, I'm making this up as I go along. For sure. I mean, um, the 49ers are, is one, and uh, definitely the Eagles. So those are two of the teams that, you know, we, we're most familiar with, you know, and, and, and know how they play and, um, and know how they feel about us. So uh, that's definitely two of the teams, I feel like this. Kind you know, of a lot of people think that the, both teams have to be doing reasonably well for there to be a rivalry. Yeah. My, I've only been doing this a minute, but my experience <laughs> is there is no hate in the world of sports in any league like Dallas Cowboys hate <laughs> that people exhibit around the country. It's nuts. It's crazy. At night, like you don't even have to be a fan or watch the Cowboys. Like it, is, they just want you to lose because that's, I guess, that's the popular opinion. There, it's crazy. It's there yeah. might be some international soccer rivalries that are on that level, but uh, that's just that's just how I hear it. Let's take some questions from the audience. Hello, Jordan. Uh, Larry from McKinney. Okay. I'm curious as to. To hear any wild stories if you're keeping in touch with Ben Gideon and Chris <laughs> Oh, you already know. Yeah. But I want to hear the wildest story between the three of you. Between the three of us? Well, now you're going to have to give us a little background because <laughs> Nicole and I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so those are my Michigan teammates. Okay. Uh, yeah, Ben Gideon and um, Chris Wyrmley. Um I got one for Chris. I just randomly bumped into him in Dallas in like 2018, and he was at a bar. And um, I, um, that's that's about it. We had a great Excuse time. Excuse me, which means that you were at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I said we. That means I. Included well, you said myself. I randomly bumped into him. At a he bar. was at a bar. Yeah. Ah, you caught it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
You called me. My job's, <laughs> you to, got li- me. My job's to listen. Hi, uh, Jordan. My name's Tony. Uh, many years ago, the uh, Cowboys had a little uh, pregame scuffle with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the other day, the 49ers had a pregame scuffle with the team they were playing. Yeah. Did that little pregame handshake fire y'all up any more than you already were? Uh, no, we actually, the crazy part is, it's like we, we saw them and we was like, okay, they're trying to be tough, so it's like they're already kind of mentally psyched out. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I feel like, you know, we knew what type of energy they were, were trying to bring because of the, the game previous that we played. So um, we were ready for it, but then they tried to do all the tough stuff, and um, we, we, we knew that we already had them. Did, did you were you anywhere near that stuff that broke out on the sideline last night? Oh, uh, I started it. Yeah, I started it. You did not, not you start, start not started it. Because I, I thought Derwin James started it. He no, he was no. I was uh, so. So can, did, can I explain? Did, can I explain yes, I just want to make sure everybody understands. I was actually sitting on the bench yeah. before the game, and the Cowboys were still coming out exactly. Exactly, and, and the 49ers were yeah. out in their individual groups, and so, their defensive backs yeah. were in a group. And I just looked up, and everybody's so, fighting and swinging. And so I, I didn't fight. I didn't fight. I just <laughs> got somebody hands off of me. So we were we were waiting for the rest of our team, like we were waiting for the O line and linebackers. So we were trying to slap hands. They weren't there yet, and I was slapping hands, and I'm just like, okay, I see him approaching, and um, they was like. Y'all gotta move, move, move out our way. This is this. Y'all, are, y'all trying to get our, get oh, our so way. Oh, I didn't see way. that part. Okay. Our, y'all trying to get our way. Uh, y'all trying to be tough. I'm like, I'm just slapping my teammates' hands. <laughs> we'll get out our way. We we'll get out your way. We'll Who was it was talking to you? Uh, uh, for what's the safety number twenty? Oh, uh, yeah. They just he's he was he's a younger guy. He's yeah, a younger he was guy. filling in for the for. Uh, uh, Gilman, who was out injured. Okay, yeah. So um, he was he he started it like so he grabbed my hand and I was like come off me and then everybody just rushed in. I was like oh man, it's a, it's a party. And then <laughs> and then you got the hell out of dodge. I didn't. I <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but it, if you watched the film, I was no longer in the inner you want no workings of. I saw Fowler <laughs> acting like he was Joe <laughs> Frazier. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it was remnants. It was definitely remnants. It was, it was Joe Frazier. Okay. <laughs> oh, hey, Jordan. My name is Corey. Um, with you being versatile, DB, being able to play outside and the inside, um, can you talk about the difference on playing like the slot DB and then the outside DB? Yeah, it's it's different reads. Um, when you are outside, um, it's the different reads that you have for like the 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 three steps four I mean five steps seven steps uh, of the, you know, the the quarterback and the receivers you know foot footwork and um it's different from going inside so like it's different routes inside and it's different routes for you know a cornerback so it's definitely you know different skill sets for um, each position but um yeah that's that's what I, I feel is like the difference you know just different routes and um it's it's, it's a whole new game you know inside and outside is it correct to say that Someone who can play the slot defensively might also be able to play outside, but just because someone plays outside does not mean they would be able to play in the slot. No, they both mutually exclusive. Really? Yeah, so that you definitely, I mean, if you had a skill set to play both, it's, it's, it's really good. I mean, since I've been playing outside my whole life, I mean, that's what I'm used to. Like, I, I understand, you know, the techniques of being outside, um, but some guys just are inside guys and some guys are outside guys. 
Good evening, Jordan. My name is Rambo. No penalties are part of the game. Yesterday, of course, there was a lot of penalties. Do you just go down the sidelines sometimes and tell your, your teammates, guys, can we just, like, please stop with the penalties? I mean, we, we kind of we're, – we're taught to fight through it, honestly. I mean, we, we also taught not to, you know, get penalized. But um, when the game is going like that and everything is flowing, we just got to – we got to fight through it. I mean, any situation that we get put into, uh, we got to go out there and perform and execute. So, I mean, we we um, we know that, you know, some of the games are going to be like that, and um, we just got to go out there and, and perform. Okay, very good. Thank you very much. We got about a minute left. Uh, what, what other sports do you most enjoy following besides football? I like basketball. I like basketball favorite a lot. Favorite team? You My favorite team. Uh, I'm a LeBron fan. Wherever he is. <laughs> or the Ma – well, my team is the Mavericks. Okay. My team is the Mavericks. All right, let's make that clear. And I, and I got some stuff with, you know, Detroit, the Pistons. I like – I, know, I mean, that's from, where you're from. Yeah, I'm from there. So, But I, I really I really enjoy the Mavericks. I like I like Luka a lot, and I'm so glad that they retained Kyrie. So, uh, You must have played at a pretty high level. Basketball? Yeah. Uh, High school? That was about it. I mean, I could have played in college. I don't think I would have actually got on the floor. But Wait, were you a one position? or a two? I was a one. Mm. I was a one. So, um, I mean, bro, I'm 5'10". <laughs> what else? I can't play nothing else. <laughs> I understand, but I have a feeling you could shoot. Yeah, I mean, I can score the ball. I definitely can score the ball, but um, I was too little. <laughs> I, I kind of stopped growing. And baseball? Did you play baseball? Too slow. Way too slow. Way too slow. It was, uh, no. I couldn't, I couldn't hit the ball. I was scared. Oh, my goodness, the ball was coming at me so fast. And that was when I was in sixth grade. So can you imagine if I was in high school trying to hit a ball? No, I think it's the hardest thing to do in sports. It is. No, it's, it's crazy. You get paid to fail, honestly. You absolutely do. Uh, but you don't. <laughs> no, you, you get paid to succeed, and we're all watching it happen. Jordan Lewis, our special guest tonight on Victory Tuesday at Sidecar Social. Give them a big hand, and we will be here next Monday night in spite of the fact that it's a bye week, and Tyler Smith will be here next Monday night at Sidecar Social on the Cowboys Hour. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!